Well, we've been waiting for a while, but it's all about to materialise. Back racing on the brand new course proper at the Gold Coast Turf Club. And uh, there were some jump outs earlier this week as well. Michael Carl and quite a few rode over those jump outs. And Michael's about to join us. But Steve Lyons, the boss of the Gold Coast Turf Club, is with us. Good morning. Good morning, Steve. How are you? Good. I was thinking of you last week uh, in regards to that rain that you, you, you wanted. You got some. We asked and we received. Yeah, how much <laughs> so, yeah, did you get very there? Very happy. Uh, the week before we got sixty-two and a half, and we got about thirty-eight, thirty-nine after the week later. So yeah, it couldn't have been more ideal at that point in time. Tell me, just take me through the surface and the process and the grass that was grown away remotely, wasn't it? The Kaikuyu. Yeah, look, we used the same grass that we had in place for the last 60 years, or not exactly that same grass, but the same DNA of the grass that was here. We know it thrives on uh, the environment and the climate down here. Uh, So, you know, Racing Queensland, us and the team went to lengths to make sure that we replicated the product, which was Kai-Q. We tried a whole range of plots here and... uh, and varying various different types of grass, uh, grass, but it was obvious to us a couple of years ago that that was the best um, products for down here, given the growing medium they have, which is the you know the, the medium underneath the grass, which um, you know we've obviously used that same um, product as well, and uh, you know that's what's probably delivered uh, you know in the early days, but what we think is uh, you know the best outcomes for the long term of the new track. Tell me more about the profile and the drainage system uh, that was put in here, Steve. Oh, the profile is just fundamentally the 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 the, the product that was in uh, underneath the original grass. We tried to use as much of that. We had to uh, uh, sift a fair bit of organics through it, and uh, which we've done. And um, and obviously, then it was uh, you know a couple of the major upsides was we never ever had any proper real drainage here but now we've got you know world-class drainage and and further than that we never really had proper or, or irrigation held together you know somewhat by coat hangers and um that irrigation is you know a world-class the rainbow system is a world-class irrigation system so you know significantly we've got two things that were massive in course uh, in, in due course of uh, racing um that actually didn't exist prior to you know the new um track being built what part went down first steve uh we laid the first 400 from the winning post around to the home turn uh it was the original and uh the last bit was down from the 1800 meter shoot to where the original crossing was um you know it's all been in long enough now very comfortable um with the feedback that we have from michael and the team uh that have ridden on it thus far you know it's a it's brand new and we're still a work in progress and, uh, you know, a garage firmly set on it. But uh, for all intent purposes, the feedback we've had thus far has been uh, outstanding. Michael Carl, you've been listening to all that. Mike, tell me about you rode in all those little jump outs on the on the new course proper. Yeah, I did, Steve, yesterday morning. Mm. Take us through what you thought. What you thought. Oh, it's, um, it's an excellent uh, track. This, I think, anyway, like it's early st- stages yet, as Steve said, but in regard to the circumference, the way the track's cambered, I think it's beautifully designed. And it's, it's going to be a great product, I think. The surface, it's early days yet, but it seems it seems good. There's uh, horses uh, nice and balanced. They track up well on it. Uh, there hasn't been very minor 
fine sort of a kickback. We noticed yesterday at the jump outs, which is the first time a group of horses have been over it, but it, it's, it's all very promising at this stage. Tell me about the, more about the camber on the home turn in the straight. Yeah. Well, I think jockeys will certainly notice a difference uh, from the old track. As soon as you leave the back straight and start to turn out about the 1,000 metres, it's just a nice camber. I'm not sure the measurement of it, Steve, and know more about that than I would continues around it rises slightly just before you turn for home which is going to be interesting but it horses track up really well on it they ones i rode yesterday were close to the rail they were, they were really hugging the rail and um and then you straighten up probably about the 350 375 and it's a it's a nice flat run home but no i think it's been very well designed steve just want to tell us a bit more about the camber yeah, so Michael's, uh, you know, right there. It's four degrees around that turn. It runs at four and then flattens out down to around two degrees. So if everyone remembers the, the, the historic track with the crown in the middle and the, the off-camber on the outside, probably, you know, seven, eight, seven, eight metres. So uh, that's all been rectified. And, uh, you know, giving horses an opportunity to accelerate around that turn, we're giving them some support with that slight camber there. And, uh, you know, as I said, for all intent people uh, purposes, Michael and, you know, the group that have ridden it thus far are telling us that uh, it's really very supportive and they track really well. It'd be interesting we get some really heavy rain, how the track will cope with this new drainage, because that drain, that old drainage was in there for a long time. Yeah, there wasn't much in there, <laughs> to be honest with you, but... Um, Oh, look, you know, the, the the rate of drainage, we're still, you know, measuring a bit of that. The plan is around 40 uh, mil. There's a bit more work to be done in all that space, but nothing that, uh, you know, we need to do directly. Um, we did have that big rain, and, to, you know, to, quite frankly, to Steve, the 62.5 mil the following morning would have been probably on a heavy eight early in the morning, and then the 38 or 36, 38 mil we got last week. Uh, we're thinking uh, when Navesh measured it, he, looked, he was thinking around a soft seven. So, you know, it, it looks, and, and once again, it's early doors. That's the first bit of, you know, heavy rain that it's had through it. It's probably, you know, got down into the, the, the more base of the drainage. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll understand that more as we go along, of course. It's brand new, as we've said, and, um, you know, we think we've got it right. How would you have rated it, Mike, when you went over it? Oh, that would have been... That might have been maybe a five yesterday morning at worst, between a four and a five. Okay. December 9th, Steve, is the date that you've locked in. How many races will we see on that day and uh, field sizes? Yes, so seven races for the day. Uh, That's the plan. Well, it is on the program. Seven races of 12 max horses for the day. And, uh, you know, obviously everyone's pretty excited about it. We've got some trials next week, early next week. Um, So we'll put them over and then just uh, tuck it up for a week or so and do a bit more maintenance and then look forward to the big day on the 9th. And then we'll just see how that washes out after that particular meeting. Um, We might do a little bit more work on it. After that, we'll just uh, see how we travel and um, then we go into the wave meeting and obviously um, Magic Millions 2024. Yeah, so there might be just one meeting in between. Of course, middle of Jan, isn't it? The the Millions around then anyway. Yeah, first, uh, week one's wave and week two's um, Millions. So, you know, we haven't sort of, we we just sort of see how we rock and roll over the next um, couple of weeks. But, um, you know, we're excited about that meeting. We're very comfortable. I mean, the sound of the horses going at uh, you know better speed yesterday was very pleasing. It was the cushion seemed pretty good, but uh, 
once again, I don't write, as you know, so I'm not the expert. But uh, the feedback, as I said, from Michael and the team to date has been very supportive. Well, that's excellent. Um, Steve, the tunnelling work that's being done, how is that all completed now? Uh, yeah, a little bit more work. Um, obviously, the water table here is um, about half a metre at the Gold Coast. So uh, we've had, uh, they've had some work to do around you know, getting that sealed up properly, but I'm told that's all uh, under control and the uh, tunnel should be up and running in the next uh, month. So uh, that's a positive thing. And um, the midfield, we're just taking away some excess uh, product there that we just uh, that to level off. The plough tracks uh, all but gone in. We just need to dress that with its fibre sand. Uh, Bullring will go in, and uh, and then we'll top dress the whole lot with um, uh, the spray uh, the spray grass. So mm. you know, as tidy as we can get it. Obviously, for millions, like poles, um, all things being equal, in the new year post millions. Okay, and just in regards to the poly track, will we see any programmed meeting on that surface, say in two thousand twenty four? Oh, look, you know, we've got a big, we'll do a, after moons, we'll do a, a fairly strong um, uh, refurb um, that's already programmed in. And then the middle of next year, we've also got another refurb, pro, pro, program refurb um, to go in as well. So a renovation. So um, look, the poly, and, and we know that everyone's not loved it, but certainly has served its role. Um, you know, we've been averaging two and a half, three thousand, three and a half thousand people here every weekend. Um as we've gone through spring carnival. Um, so, you know, without that, the, the club um, would suffer, you know, strongly. Um, we know it's not loved by uh, wagering people, but uh, serves a purpose and keeps horses in work here. So, look, there'll be a bit of it, Steve, for sure. I've, I've got uh, 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 no doubt that we'll program some in, but uh, though the more back on the grass we are, the better. Yeah, absolutely. Mike, how would you compare the poly track with the old cushion track we used to have up at the Sunshine Coast? Oh, this is a this is a better track than that. That cushion track started off good, Steve, but then it became uh, pretty ordinary after a period of 12 months or so. No, this one races better than that, and this one has improved. I wasn't riding here when it first opened, I think the kickback was pretty severe. It has got better. I've ridden in on quite a few of these tracks throughout the world and this one probably does have a little bit more kickback than most of the others I've ridden on but, but no, I, I think it's not a bad track. I, I don't mind riding on it at all and as Steve said, there's a, there's a place in racing for these type of tracks and also they can save the turf at times. But. Oh, absolutely. But why do you think what do you think a lot of majority of participants uh, don't like to run on it? What, what is it with it? My personal opinion is that we got off to a bad start in Queensland with it. They seem to be more accepted in Victoria, where there's a couple, and the one at the ACT in Canberra is is used pretty uh, gets a, a fair bit of um, patronage. But I think we got off to a bad start. That cushion track was a failure. The first one that was uh, brought into Queensland, yeah, we had one at the Toowoomba, one at they Toowoomba, tore it up. <laughs> the one at Toowoomba was a failure yeah. as well. So I think the trainers here and owners they probably got pretty uh, pretty anti poly track or synthetic track but I definitely think there's a, there's a place for them in racing and you've won heaps of races on it haven't you this season I've been lucky on them Steve as I said I don't mind riding on them at all do you find the temperature changes how the track races I know it used to on the old cushion track at sunny coast it was a hot day to race differently to a cold day slightly I think I think that does have some some effect to it yeah you're right yeah. Steve, I dare say there'll be a massive crowd for that first meeting back, just with the anticipation. Just back to the lights, uh, have you any tentative date as to when that switch may actually be turned on? We might see a first night meeting or twilight with the lights on? 
Yes, yeah, Steve. So, um, at the present, around somewhere around April, and then into that uh, Plan Millions um, Friday night meeting that's at the end of May. Uh, but look, you know, we'd have a hopefully an all systems go uh, somewhere around March, April. We're thinking April, so that's the that's the sort of uh, program at this point in time. And you've got those big high-rises that'll go up, uh, those luxury resorts and all that sort of stuff and developments in the future as well. That's all happening. Yeah, so DA's into that. And, uh, you know, it's part of an ongoing master plan that we've had in place, you know, with myself and my board for some time now with the track upgrades. And, you know, our long-term goal is to set this as a, you know, a, a self-autonomous precinct um, that satisfies, you know, long-term sustainability and, you know, the pressure then comes off, you know, our demands off government and that to to fund the, the, the sport um, where we can be more self-sufficient and not have to um, rely on that so much. But, you know, it's all part of an integrated model. We are a horse racing club and we will race horses here forever and a day. And uh, we just make sure that how we integrate that is something that uh, people want to come and uh, spend time here and look at and, and enjoy. December 9. We've got it in the calendar, Steve. Back to grass uh, at the Gold Coast. Thanks for coming on. No problem at all. Yeah, Thank Steve you. Lyons, the Chief Executive Officer there at the Gold Coast Turf Club. Michael Carl's still with us. Mike, I'm going to talk to Barry Baldwin tomorrow. Tomorrow, Of mm-hmm. course, he's about to retire at a few Wednesdays' time. He's such a likeable trainer. And he's had so many wonderful horses. And you've had very good success for Barry over a long period of time, even when in Macau. Yeah, I, I have, Steve. You're right. I've been very lucky to have... Uh, been one of Barry's riders over a long period of time and look he's going to be a loss to the industry it's sad to see him bowing out but at least he's not going to be uh, he's still going to play a part I understand that Chris Anderson's going to utilize his knowledge which is going to be a big advantage to Chris and his owners because Barry's uh, Barry's knowledge knows no bounds when it comes to race horses he's got such a great instinct and affinity with them the candy man, his story was so well told. Uh, he must have had extraordinary. Uh, he went through with the pain he went through with his jaw and he smashed it to pieces in that long surgery. And after that surgery, he was such an unusual and a quirky horse. And you got on with him really well. Just explain to our listeners what I mean by that with the candy man. Yeah, he, he was, Steve. You're right. He was, uh, he certainly had his own own characteristics. He raced in Gunsin's colours and from what I understand, Gunsin had similar traits, but the Candyman is a very intelligent horse. He went through a period of time which is not so widely publicised about it as much as his uh, fractures in his jaw, but he got it to a, you know, a habit where he didn't want to leave the barriers. It first started when Damien Brown rode him in an 1800 metre race at the Sunshine Coast. He must have got left a dozen lengths. Yeah, and he, he still won. He I was up, there that day. You were, that's right. He got up and won, which was an amazing performance, but he, his next three or four runs, he, he didn't want to leave. Anyway, Barry knew he couldn't win good races giving away start like that. And it's not once horses get into that habit, it's not easy to get them back out of it. But, but Barry persevered with him, and it, it wasn't long. It was only six weeks, a couple of months, and he had them jumping on. He was jumping on terms of the field, and I think he won seven or eight straight after that. Yeah, of course, uh, you rode uh, Aramathia as well, who was a very promising horse. And I think that around that time, Barry went to Macau, and Matty Tremble trained the horse for a period of time. But you won a feature on him, didn't you, Millions Day? I won the All Age Magic Millions, which which was the feature race after the two year old uh, Magic Millions in those days, and and he beat a, beat a good field. It was a big prize money race, and Barry went to Macau. I think yeah, not long after because I went and rode him in the Australian Cup in. I think March and Matt Tramble. He was in Matt's name from then on. Yeah, and of course, Barry was a part of a very big day you had at Eagle Farm many years ago. Uh, late 90s, you rode four winners and Barry trained two of them. 
Yeah, that's right, Steve. Yeah, we, we go back a long way. Yeah, I yeah. went on dual scope and gentle wind for Barry that day. And you he's always been a very good supporter yeah. of mine, and and he's uh, like his attention to detail with horses. He's not only is he a great conditioner, he's a master when it comes to horses' feet. And I remember in Macau, a lot of the uh, a lot of the Chinese trainers would go to him for advice, and he, he was always one to be to be free of his advice and help people and you know, happy to see their success. But a lot of them benefited from Barry's knowledge over mm. there in those days so as well. So you were saying hooves, were you? Were... Yeah, yes, yep. the hooves, the feet. Right. Yeah, right. You weave his magic there, could he? Or... Oh, he's a master of horses' feet. Is he really? Hooves. I didn't know that. Mm, yeah. I'll ask him about that tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What about human feet? I might stick my feet in his face tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> he might get and, up and worthwhile getting his opinion. Yeah, and Stradbroke, uh, La Montagna, of course, so I'll never forget her winning it. And you rode her a lot of times, didn't you? I rode her a bit, Steve. I won on her first start in the race, and Barry had two in the race. It was a 1,000-metre uh, two-year-old race at the Sunshine Coast, and the other one was not a bad mare either. I can't remember her name now. It escapes me, but not uh, La Montagna's class, but a handy enough mare. And I think they might have both been having their first starts. You know, the stable mate had a pretty good break on there at about the 200. La Montagna was still back behind runners, but she just exploded and ran the stable mate down. And... and uh, I didn't ride her a lot after that. I think Scott Galloway might have won a feature race coming to the Stradbroke yeah, on her. But he she, did, you know, the, the BDC Sprinter, whatever it was. And she was unplaced 10,000 and Craig knew it with the lightweight Stratty. Was able to ride her at, the, at such a lightweight. But no, she was a, she was a top-class filly. She was indeed. Look, thanks for coming on the program, Mike. I see you're, you're basically riding at the coast on most Saturdays these days. Yeah, yeah. I've, um, I'm happy to be riding here, Steve. It's close to home and, the, and it's a bit easier than riding the 54 in Brisbane. Coming into the carnival, before the prior to last winter, my opportunities were being restricted, and I thought oh, I might concentrate on riding here at the Gold Coast. Now it's close to home, and and nothing like riding winners. And will you win a race at Grafton today? Hopefully, I can, can Steve. But the horse in the last I'm riding, it's quite a good field for a Class One down there. But he's a he's a promising horse. Yeah, volcanic love. Mm, yeah, he looks a promising type, so I'm looking forward to riding him. Yeah, he's by Kermadec, and that horse, uh, what was the Kermadec that won last weekend? That was in the news. Won a good race. Um, I only spoke about it yesterday or the day before. A really good Kermadec. Um, anyway, come to me in a minute, but you're riding the Volcanic Love. Thanks, Mike. You're welcome, Steve. Yeah, Michael Carl joining us prior to that Steve Lyons. What was that horse I talked about earlier in the week by that sire? A uh, very good horse uh, by Kermadec. Oh, it was the Singapore horse. Um, Limbs Kosciuszko. That's won seven group ones in Singapore by that sire.